This is Unclaimed Bands, show 48. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. We're coming to you from the legendary Dobbs, 301 South Street. Tonight, we have Paige Albritton. Paige, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Hello. Very glad you could be here. It's been a little while since I think Dewey, since I last saw you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was going through your bio, and it's a good bio, but I'd like a little bit more details. Can you tell us how you got started in music? Oh, well, I think I was... Well, I actually have kind of a funny story about that. I've always been really into music and singing all the time. Um, when I was about six or seven, there's a videotape floating around somewhere. I was in Little Angels Choir at a church. And I remember, all I remember is that I was significantly chubbier than everyone in the choir. What? And all the little kids would sing, like, quietly. You know how little kids sing. Yeah, yeah. And I was in the front, just like, Jesus loves me! Like, just... <laughs> super obnoxious so it probably started you know just by being around a lot of music um not only at church but my family is all musicians and artists and just a lot of country music bluegrass soul music Mm -hmm. all of it Mm -hmm. my mom is weirdly obsessed with marvin gay what do you mean by weirdly obsessed like apparently she wept and cried for like three days after is there a velvet painting of no 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 no, not that that. and it's not elvis obsessed okay no it's just an embroidered tapestry embroidered tapestry that's that's more her style wall whole thing like (laughs) whole whole thing (laughs) cool (laughs) i'm kidding that's not true sure it's all right (laughs) it's okay your secret's safe with us we won't tell anybody Well, you know, along lies. with that. Lies. This is. Exactly. Lies. No, no, no. There's no truth here at all. This is all fiction. It's a reality TV. Uh, only without the TV. Um, well, you know, since you've, you mentioned the different types of music and stuff, what about, what, about, uh, what about your influences growing up? I mean, beyond your family, obviously. Mm-hmm. Influences. Honestly, my influences range from, you know, I grew up listening to a lot with my dad in the car old country music um like patsy klein um woody guthrie kind of stuff like that yeah very good um, stuff there are many others but i'm kind of freezing up right now <laughs> um and from like to van halen and uh Whoa. at 10 years old i had a pretty healthy crush on steven tyler which i don't really should probably shouldn't admit um, that's okay <laughs> steven her name is Paige Albritton. I listen to a lot of pop. I'll, I'll admit it. I still do. I still love really cheesy pop, especially 90s pop. It's mm-hmm. a weakness. Yeah, I love it. It's okay. Love it. It's okay. Um, as far as influences, I would say Patsy Cline was a pretty big one. I loved Whitney Houston growing up. Um, lately, it's been Brandy Carlisle, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Fiona Apple. Oh, wow. wow. Um, New stuff or old stuff? Old stuff, definitely. Old stuff, okay. Like title. Yeah. Um, red paper bag. I can't remember exactly That's what right. that it's album's a called. Hell of a it's long like title. Fifty words. The second um, album. Let me think. Influences is always a tough one because I listen to such a wide range of music. Well, yeah, I mean it's you know. it uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that creeps yeah. in you know, something yeah. that stands out that could creep in your subconscious. I think you've yeah. covered a wide range. Yeah. So I mean I totally understand. There's that. a lot of Beatles too, obviously. I mean, sure, sure, gotta have that. Staple, staple for everyone, right? Exactly. But everyone's obsessed with uh, what's the big record that everyone's obsessed with by the Beatles? Sergeant White Peppers. Album. Oh, Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is Let It Be. Okay. And I get a lot of flack for it. Why? I don't know. 
but every time I say that, everyone's like, no, that's not the best album. People feel really passionately about that. It's a, it's a little too fanatical. It's Yeah, I'm like, calm down. Look, they just have a- like five million albums. I'm allowed to think my favorite is this one and not that one. Exactly. You just tell them, right? They, they, I mean, I usually punch them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't blame you. I mean, if they're going to get radical about a Beatles album. Fucking crazy. Good God, you know. I, don't, don't dare bring up the whole Yoko Ono breaking up the band <laughs> thing to them. I'd probably freak out about that one. <laughs> so, I understand, obviously, uh, you came from Arkansas to mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Yes, sir. <laughs> what has that been like? And did you do that for, uh, for your music career? Or? No. Actually, when I moved to Philadelphia, um, I, I've always kind of bounced around a lot. My mom moved to Pennsylvania just outside of Harrisburg when I was about 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So, I've bounced back and forth a lot and then went to college just outside of Harrisburg. And... Um, after college, moved to Thailand for a year and a half, and then moved back to Arkansas to see what that was like. And mm-hmm. it turned out that it wasn't good. And I ended up just getting into a lot of things that I didn't feel that I needed to be getting into. So I moved up here and lived with my parents for a few months while I found a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I applied for jobs all over the country. Like, I wasn't set on Philadelphia or anywhere. I applied for jobs on the West Coast, Colorado, New York. All the way down to Florida, like gotcha. I just so, applied for so jobs. So Philly everywhere. wasn't a choice; it was just where the job landed. It was landed. just it's where right. the job was, honestly, yeah, I don't blame and it's it. worked out wonderfully. Oh, that's um, good. I had never, um, I wasn't following any kind of musical dream at the point I moved to Philly. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have the confidence or think that I would be able to pursue anything at that point in time. Huh. Well, you know, interestingly enough, thank you, Lee. Interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, you know. Uh, I noticed that you, you know, in your bio, it says you started playing out in November 2011. Yes. And since then, I mean, I saw you at the Dewey Beach Music Festival. Mm-hmm. You also played the Philly Song Shuffle. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the hell took you so long to play? Because you're so damn good. Um, I think a big part of it was, was always confidence and being told, you know, in one part of my life, like, you have to be practical. You have to go to college. You have to do this. You have to do this. Like, music is not an option for you. Um, so I just kind of went the safe route and went to school and uh-huh, uh-huh. got a good old nine to five, which you saw me rushing back from tonight. <laughs> um, well, eating I is an important it. thing. I yeah. mean, I have, you, you know. If, you, if you're her boss, don't listen to it. She really loves the job. No, I hate it. <laughs> 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 I'm okay. not a liar. I'm not, I'm not trying to lie about it. Um, so... Up to that point, music wasn't really an option. I mm-hmm. just was like, well, it's fun. If anything ever came of it, not a big deal. But obviously nothing was going to come of it because I wasn't playing in front of people. So um, then in October of 2011, I went through some pretty rough stuff, including one of my oldest friends dying in a car accident. Wow. And it just kind of like hit me and I was, I was kind of like, you know what? Even if people think I suck, I should probably at least do this a couple times. Mm-hmm. And within the couple times, I had a bassist come up to me and say, I want to be in your band. And someone else say, I want you to meet this producer. And so it just kind of went from that. And now there's no way out. <laughs> you trapped. Yeah, exactly. I'm stuck. I got to go back on stage and sing. People uh-huh. love it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't uh, why don't we take a pause here and listen mm-hmm. to one of your songs? Um, what are we going to hear? Um, right now, you're going to hear the song "Hurricane." Okay. All right. Cool. Well, this is "Hurricane" by Paige Albritton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pull me 
You just listened to Hurricane by Paige Albritton. Paige, why don't you talk to us about that song a little bit? It's really nice. That song is is a one of my slow songs. It's pretty near and dear to my heart, actually. Um, it sounds like it's about. It sounds like it's a love song about this person that's pulling someone back in and pulling someone back out. But really, it's about the ebb and flow of emotions and um, how your mind can play tricks on you. So if you go back and listen to it again. Um, it's kind of an interesting twist. It's not really about love. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. Hate it's to not break a love it to song. Everyone. It Don't is use not it for your song. wedding or anything else like that. Well, if they did, that'd be weird. Well, you know, um, you're obviously, from what I'm saying, you're working on a new CD. Or yes, your, sir. It's your first, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, and it's called Gloomy Together, tentatively? Gloomy Together. Okay, that can, is you, the can name you talk of the about album. that a little bit? Well... Whew. It's it's been a long process. We started it out initially. It was just going to be an acoustic record, mm-hmm. and then I started playing with the bassist, and he decided he wanted to be on the record. Reverend T.J. McGlinchey, who's also a brilliant singer songwriter and has an amazing band, um, he plays the upright bass with me. And then we found a drummer that we were going to have just play on one song, but he came to see me live and was like, "Hey, can I just play on your whole record?" Wow! And I was like. Yes, you can do that. So <laughs> they've both been amazing. Um, we have a guitarist coming in to do some pretty cool lead guitar st- like things and some gang vocals that are happening in a couple weeks. So it's taken a long time to get to where we are. I think we started last April. Yeah. So it's just now about to be done because we've gone through so many different phases of what we think this project should be. Well, that's, that leads to my next question with uh, going from, you know, doing <clears throat> your acoustic stuff to doing a full band. I mean, mm-hmm. did you find yourself having to rework the uh, rework the songs? What was that like to, to well, do that? Or did you did you my, take a lot of input from others? My band boys are geniuses. Okay. They're brilliant. And the producer I'm working with has become a very close friend of mine, and he's helped me with a lot of things because before them, I had never played with a band. Mm-hmm. Um and they've just been amazing. TJ can literally hear my song, one song, and be like, doom, 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 doom. Okay, done. Jesse's <laughs> pretty close to the same way. So it's I've been really lucky and haven't had to do that much changing because they're so good at listening to me and working with oh, me great. and feeling so the vibe I'm very going intuitive. for. So. Yeah. So it hasn't been that much work, mm-hmm. you know. Some of it is because I have, like, a lot of awkward stops in my songs that have turned into really cool stops with the drums, but um, I think that was a little hard for Jesse at first, but now he's phenomenal. And even new songs he just gets because he knows my style now. So, Cool. Well, after the release of this uh, this CD, since you're playing with a full band, do you plan, out, plan on playing out with more musicians all the time or just on sporadically for special shows? Um, hopefully with musicians more of the time, but it, I think... Being a solo act and being able to play solo allows me for a lot more, like allows me to have a lot more exposure. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't have to just book a band show once a month. I can go to open mics with just my guitar, you know, and that's what they're getting. Yeah. And that's what, like, I could book a show and say my band's gonna play, but then my band backs out, and I'm like, I'm still gonna play. No, no, no. You Obviously, know? you can still play. Um, yeah. But. I would like to play with more musicians. It's a lot more fun to get drunk with friends on stage than it is to get drunk alone on stage. <laughs> That's true. Um, I would love to play more with musicians. The only issue is um, Jesse Pettis, my my drummer man, 
is moving to Kansas City, Missouri in a couple weeks. Yeah, that would be kind of hard. Yeah. So I'm in search of a new drummer. I have a couple of great friends that are willing to stand in for me, but... You know, you, you need something I full need time. a drummer, drummer. All right, drummers, <laughs> listen very carefully. Contact Paige if you're looking for a, a band to play in. Yep. Okay. It's, it's, trust me, it's it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you what, before we uh, conclude this interview, uh, why don't we listen to another song? Okay. What are we going to hear this time? This next song is called Secrets. Okay. Secrets. I like it. I like it. All right, this is Secrets by Paige Albright. page that was secrets before we go any further where can people keep up with you and find out the latest information you got um, a website the, eas- the easiest way to keep up with me is on facebook um i'm super active on facebook it's uh facebook.com slash page p-a-i-g-e all britain a-l-l-b-r-i-t-t-o-n um, i update everything on facebook all the time i'm not as good with Twitter and all of those other things. I also have a website. It's Paige Albritton, P-A-I-G-E-A-L-L-B-R-I-T-T-O-N.com. Um, so you can go there and 
look at pictures of me and yeah, listen to songs. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, not the stalkers, though. Don't do that. Okay. I mean... So that's where everybody can get your information. And yes. Keep it that's all we need to know. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Because we want to make sure that people can reach you yep. and come see you live. So I'm going to ask you a little serious question here. And this is okay. one because uh, you are actually the only quote-unquote singer-songwriter, uh, second one we've ever interviewed. Okay. And I'm kind of curious. Do you think, because I've always thought it kind of, but do you think that that label singer-songwriter, how do you think that affects uh, people's perceptions of musicians? Okay, that's a that's kind of a funny question. Because, I mean, personally, I think that anybody that, that writes a song, whether they play in a band or not, if they write the song and they sing the song, yeah. they're, they're a singer-songwriter, but they mm-hmm. don't get that label. Yeah. Um, that's. I think it has, like, negative connotations and positive. Um, I, I personally don't, don't shy away from it at all. Yeah. Um, I think on the negative side of things... It gives people the perception, especially being a female, I think a lot of times I'm expected to get up and sing these really, like, drony, sad songs that are only G, C, D, and E, which yeah. I mean some of my songs are, but um, I think you're expected to be weak and kind of boring, mm-hmm. and that's frustrating because I can definitely sense that any open mic I go to, they're like, oh, cool, you play, and then I play, and they're like, what? What just <laughs> happened? Um, because there's this generalization for specifically female singer-songwriters. Yeah. They expect you to give them and be like, wah, 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 you know. <laughs> and that's just not the case with Yeah, me. I'm not doing kumbaya here, people. No. Gotcha. No, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Get her another shot God now. damn it. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought that it was a, uh, a bad thing. And I, and I know people who, who don't listen to, like, when they see singer-songwriters, even guys are like, oh, you guys yeah. are going to be like Drody. And yeah, whatever. and that's, re- that's really, yeah. really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I said earlier, I think having a label of singer-songwriters gives people the option to book you alone. Yes, you yes. Know? And, and I'm able to open, like for shows tonight, I would be able to open mm-hmm. if they're, like tonight there's not a band playing, it's all mm-hmm. singer-songwriters, but... For instance, I can play shows where I'm opening for bands without my band, or I can play shows where I am the band. Yeah, it makes you more versatile so, yeah. in that way, and I think and that's the way people should really, really look at it. Yeah, it's a great, that. it's a great thing, but at the same time, that perception that I'm going to be boring or whiny is really frustrating. All right, I know from experience you're not whiny, okay? And I've seen your show, so yeah. And and Lee knows <laughs> no, you're not Lee's whiny, whiny either. All right. Well, yeah, he's, he's whiny. like me. Of course me. He is. I'm the whiny one. <laughs> needy, needy, not whiny. <laughs> so, uh, well, all right, let's let's just shift things down here a little bit. As a performer, if you could open for anyone, living or dead, who would you and why? Oh heavens, there are many. There are many. And some of them probably are in heaven. Some of them probably are. Hopefully, maybe, probably in purgatory, just like hanging out with the shitheads, not in heaven with the angels or in hell with the assholes, like. Just right in the middle, hanging out with the shitheads, uh-huh. um, which is where I would prefer to be. Oh, man. Um, right now, and for the past probably couple years, I've said that I will open for Brandy Carlisle. That would be really, really cool. Um, living or dead? Well, if you could have Who's a dead or... person I would open for? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, you know. I don't know. I mean... Oh, no, Joan Biden. No, she's still alive. Okay, forget her. I um, mean, Janis Joplin would be pretty sweet to hang that, out with. That would be. Janis would be. She'd be pretty sweet Well, we to could put that with. as a part of the contingent. You get to hang out with her, too. That's that's what it is. I mean, 
I would open for lots of people, but getting to hang out with them. Yeah. If you could do both. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So Brandy Carlisle, I would love to open for. Okay, Brandy, if with. you're listening. Brandy. Contact page. I love you. Okay. Um, and Janice Joplin would be cool. Janice, if you're listening, in about 60, 70 years, Paige will open for you. <laughs> cool. And there are, there are probably a lot of other ones I would love to, mm-hmm. you know. But. Oh, there's your, there's your two topics, living yeah. and dead. That's yeah. good. That's good. So what is next for you, Paige? Well, the record should come out in May, hopefully. Um, we're just down to some final things, getting it mastered, sending it off to have it printed, and it'll be ready to go. Um, before that, I have a show at the Grape Room, April 6th, which doesn't matter because you're not releasing that stuff. It's okay. We'll still post Um, about it. And April 19th at Mm -hmm. the Grape Room with my band. Um, and then... I think that's it until the record release, which is yet to be announced. Okay. But then, obviously, people can go to the website and mm-hmm. uh, get get further dates after Definitely. that. Cool, cool. Well, Paige, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to, before your show tonight to uh, sit down and do an little interview with us. Um, until next time, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands 